For Your Reconsideration is proudly part of the Flickering Myth Podcast Network. Howdy, partners, and welcome to another For Your Reconsideration hoedown. Right. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I, I, I'm just. I'm, it's so, I, I, I'm all right. Is now. It, I'm was all right it that now. over the top that it. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Shall I try again? Oh, I'm definitely going to change the music again as well. <laughs> well now I'm prepared. <laughs> oh, dear. I hope I can do it again. <laughs> right. Howdy, partners, and welcome to another For Your Reconsideration Hoedown, where we take a rough estimation of a moving picture that stunk like a hog's hindquarters to see if we should give it a little old good old-fashioned respite. My name's Rob, and I'm joined by my two rootin' tootin' cowpokes, Simon and James. Howdy, boys! Yee-haw! <laughs> Take a breath, mate. <laughs> Where's my spittoon? Christ almighty. Jesus. <laughs> uh, hi, Rob. Hi. <laughs> Was that in one take, that, Rob? Uh, Was that in one take? Well, yeah, I've never actually... Uh, you know what? I've never actually read it out. <laughs> so I wrote it down, I thought, um, and uh, in my notes, do ridiculous, over-the-top, rootin' tootin' cowboy accent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what came out. Really. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> we're a we're a three again, Simon. Great to have you back, yes, man. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry for my absence oh. last week. Yeah, but... Nice of you to join us. Nice of you to join us. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Tom Tom was a was very nice for stepping in. Bless him, and he was very good. He was. So thank, thank you, Tom. very much, Tom. Yes, good man, Tom. Boys, what have you been watching this week? I had a mystery screening this week. So my local cinema will do this every now and again. They'll just put a, a film on and it's a mystery. You just pay your money and you go and you don't know what it's going to be. It's usually something that's coming out the following week. And it's usually something that they don't think is going to do tremendous business. So it was actually Dark Waters, which is the new Mark Ruffalo legal thriller. Ah, so yes, yes, it's Ruffalo yes. versus DuPont, the rematch, as he ditches the wrestling <laughs> and goes into full litigation mode. If you've seen Foxcatcher, that is a very good joke. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So in this film, it works out a little bit better for his character, though the film is pretty by the numbers and a drab chronicle of an incredibly important and shocking true story. It should have been a miniseries, really. They just try and cram too much. It's so overstuffed, it's ridiculous. Oh, really? I am surprised by that, actually, because like when I read the synopsis of what it was and the the talent involved and that, and the way TV is nowadays, I was really surprised that they didn't go down yeah. that route for it. Mm. Well, well, it takes place over 20 plus years. Wow. So you either need three and a half hours or you need to go to TV with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, then this shocking thing happens and this shocking thing happens. And then, oh my God, what are these bastards doing now? It's like, there's no time to breathe yeah. at all. So, <laughs> is, James, is that what was going on in your brain while I was watching? Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I know we like to be positive, but I think it's also good to point out that we don't love 
everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. Laughing. Oh, I am. Oh, I, oh, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, didn't didn't quite work for me. Although Ruffalo is very good. He's great, Ruffalo. It's, he was really good in Spotlight. Spotlight. Was I heard that was good. Yeah, he's very much in Spotlight mode in this. Right, one, right. To be honest. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh, so, what about you, mate? Have you oh, watched anything? God, I've been so busy, like at work the last couple of weeks um it's it's like silly season for me at the minute you know i used to work at an off license and silly season was christmas <laughs> award season is silly season for my job now what off license was it was it a vicky wine uh, it was a bargain booze <laughs> nice nice <laughs> it was great it was well good such a good job it got it got robbed uh with guns several times oh god they'd only target it when the, when the when the like girls were working oh, so we had like two girls two boys and they always planned it when the two girls were on shift and they like rock up with a shotgun and like rob the c- cigarettes. <laughs> oh my God. Was it ever on Crime Watch? Uh, probably. It got robbed like every other week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love that no one in the situation learned. Not the employers, not the employees, not the no. criminals. No. All they did was rob the cigs. Well, that's all they robbed. <laughs> cigarettes and champagne. It was so weird. Uh, <laughs> Give me that Lambrini. <laughs> Some <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I have been binge watching some TV. Nice. So I watched um, the Stranger on Netflix. Oh yeah, which, which is which is a good little sort of like mystery crime, like a domestic sort of English crime uh-huh. story. It was good. It was it was pretty good. It was very like sort of budget BBC. Yeah. But uh, the reason that I watched it because it's all sort of filmed in the northwest, which is like where us three are. Yeah, from. yeah, heard so this. yeah. I, I just was really enjoying seeing like Stockport Market. Oh, cool! There, and like the <laughs> Bolton schools in there oh, as well. My alma mater is that where you went to school, Rob? It was, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a very, it's a very yeah. nice school. Oh. Um, yeah, like um, Bogwarts. The oh, Hogwarts, sorry, <laughs> Bogwarts. <laughs> I, I thought you were calling it Bogwarts because it's no! a, it's a private oh, no, school in Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> the unintentional diss of my high school. <laughs> I forgot where Harry Potter went. <laughs> Outrageous. Never mind. Yeah. But the the other thing I watched, um, I'm a huge fan of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ah. Over here, we can watch it like all on Netflix. I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Two of the creators of that have made a new program on Apple Plus called uh, Mythic Quest. Ooh. And it's about like a games development company who uh, have got this big mass multiplayer online game, like a World of Warcraft type game. And it's like the biggest game in the world. And Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know how you say the name, like Rob McKelleny or McKelleny. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how you say yeah, it. that's close enough. That's fine. No, you mean no. And, he, and he's like this narcissistic uh, creative director of this company. It, and I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think I watched them all in about three days just on the way to work. Yeah, it's, it's, if you've got Apple Plus, check it out. It's really, really funny. I yeah, have. I, I have. It. Is it are they half hour? Uh, yeah, half hour episodes. Um, it's just oh, a bunch of like, it's always sort of sunny in Philadelphia. Is a bunch of narcissistic assholes who are idiots. Yeah. Whereas this is a bunch of narcissistic assholes who are all really clever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's really, really, really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. nice. What about you, Rob? What have you been watching? Ooh. Power Rangers. No, Power no, no, no. <laughs> this is not Power Pod this week. Um, I um, no, I'm halfway through Justice League. 
Ah. Yeah. What halfway? It's only like an hour long, isn't it? Justice <laughs> you know, League. No, the, the Justice. Am I talking about Justice League? All them um, DC geezers getting together like Batman and. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not an hour. It's like it's like ninety minutes or something. It's really short. Oh, the, <laughs> it's a really, really short movie. Oh, we'll have to look at that because I obviously turned it off thinking it was going to be a three-hour epic and thought I don't have time for the rest. I'm not even watching the end scenes. <laughs> No, I mean, if it is, then, you know, if I watched it right almost to the end, then in which case, you know, yeah, it was, I really liked it. Near the end of it. It's good. It might, it, I, I might be absolutely making that. It was probably like two hours. I just remember it being really <laughs> short when I went to the Right, like, no, no. I, what I've seen, I've enjoyed. Aside from that, I'm up to season seven now of The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, Rob, let it go. <laughs> no, let no, it go. no. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Penny's got back with Leonard, so that's good. Um, and aside from that, you know, yeah, not much else. I mean, (laughs) I like the intermittent updates, just like every Uh, now and again. Thing is, they're like you know, like if I've ever got like ten minutes, that is half of a Big Bang Theory episode. So it's like right, ten minutes, bang, done. That's it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. That, uh, lads, I need to start stacking out of this bit of the podcast because I don't have anything to bring to the table. Ever. Hey, <laughs> hey, Justice League, I, I like that like, you're watching Justice League and enjoying it as oh, well. Oh, no, I'm really liking it's, it's, it. Bit, really liking it. It's really stupid and, and a bit, like, messy, but I I, I was like, yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I've not had the pleasure. Uh, James, even I think this is streets ahead of Suicide Squad, so you'll probably be, you know... Probably it'd be all right with oh, that. Wow. <laughs> that is damning with the faintest <laughs> praise. <laughs> A backhanded compliment. <laughs> We do try and be positive on this pod, yeah. but I think Suicide Squad is the lowest benchmark of uh, right. <laughs> comic book movies. That is it. That is it. I'm, I'm, there's going to be one of these days I'm going to bring it to the table. Seriously. It's below that fat clown in Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> John Leguizamo. Yes. <laughs> well, Did he not walk around on his knees in a suit? That's that, that to get him so small. We will see because obviously Suicide Squad is coming. It's going to have to come at some point to this podcast. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I can wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, James, it's your question time, isn't it? Um, so Rob would usually ask me and Simon a question, but as it's my pick, I thought I would put a question to you. Mm. So obviously tonight's film revolves around a female heroine and we don't get many female action heroes there's been a few but the ratio of male to female action uh heroes or heroines is is off to say the least so let's talk about our favorite action heroines Ooh. rob do you want to go first i've got loads yeah <laughs> definitely um sigourney weaver linda hamilton i mean that's the correct answer yeah isn't it? it is no, isn't it really <laughs> yeah but i, I always yeah. like um liked kate beckinsale in um the underworld movies uh those movies you could definitely take or leave <laughs> but i have never seen a single one of them oh I really they're ripe for this podcast i think <laughs> every single one probably is yeah right in the wheelhouse here i really like um Rebecca Ferguson in the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, that's oh, a shout. That, that is a great yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah. Because she returned, really didn't good. she? Because the um, yeah. usually it's just like one film, you know, like a Bond type thing. But she's been in three, has she? Three or two? Uh, two. two. Two so far. Yeah. I think she's coming in the, in the new two that are coming out as well. So Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. I think my, my favourite, and I don't know whether this is a favourite of all time, is probably Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Oh, wow. She's absolutely brilliant in that. Yeah. And um, 
she's got my um I've got obviously two little girls and they idolize her. They absolutely oh, idolize that, her. That's so um, good though, isn't it? So it's like such that. a yeah, and to see how she is on the like the red carpets with little girls in Wonder Woman outfits, I just think like that's mega that. Absolutely, you know, because my kids feel empowered watching her, and we've not had a moment where the only time that we've ever stayed up late, like me and my four-year-old and nine-year-old, the three of us watching a film together was watching Wonder Woman. So yeah, they loved it. They did have a massive thing for Steve, though. Ooh, flipping it, who doesn't? <laughs> like, I had a massive thing for Steve. He's an absolute dreamboat. That's why. Well, flipping it. So the next morning, like, <laughs> the, um, I saw an update on Twitter saying that the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer had been released. So I put yeah. it on the telly in the kitchen, you know, and they were around. I said, like, it's Wonder Woman's thing, you know, it's Wonder Woman's new new movie trailer. And they were like, yes, yes, we're watching it. And they were quiet. They were quiet. Like, and then Sylvia, who's four, said like. What about Steve? You know, I was like, sweetheart, he died in the, you know, do you remember he died in the first one? And then, you know, like in the trailer, he appears and they were like, Steve, Steve, Steve. They absolutely adore him. Give him the fans what they want. That's what they're doing. Give him oh, the fans. And he's wearing a bum bag in that trailer. I swear he's so good. <laughs> you know, massive props to Chris Pine. But um, yeah, I think for what, what she's doing at the time in, at this present time in, um, in cinematic history and in just general societal history, I think yeah. Gal Gadot has got a really good shout for being one of the top ones here. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait for that new Wonder yeah, Woman. It's, it's going to be eight. Eight. I mean, it's yeah. in the 80s, so I'm in already. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. in the 80s and you've got my attention. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah totally. Because yeah, um, when, when she was cast, there was the, the standard um, fury over it, wasn't there? Like, oh, she's too skinny. Yeah. She's she's not a good actress, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. She's been so good. Yeah. Like, Everything about it, like yeah, you don't need to be a bloody bodybuilder to do. It. She's just she's she's Not amazing. She's so tall as well, and she used to be an actual soldier. So yeah, <laughs> she's I, really I, hard. yeah. I, I bet she could. Um, uh, any neck beard, she would arm wrestle and fold up like a pretzel. Promise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, sir? Well, I, I had a few like sort of things. Like Ripley, obviously, is like a, a big one, and as is Sarah Connor, as, you, as you've said. Rob, in more recent times, uh, Charlize Theron has sort of taken on a good couple of roles, really, where she's mm. become this big action hero actress now. So she, Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, she yeah. owns that film. It's it's more about yeah. her it's her movie. Than, yeah, it's her movie. It, it's a backdoor yeah, Furiosa yeah. movie, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a protagonist. Superb. And then two good ones who are actually more like kids, actually, which I thought were. Uh, were Really good in those films. So, a uh, hit girl in Kickass. Oh yeah, is uh, Chloe Moretz. Yeah, in Kickass is is brilliant in that. She and she, I don't, was she like twelve or thirteen or something at the time? And, mm. and uh, Matthew Vaughn got her to say the word "cut," which was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to beat that out because we can't drop a seed bomb. On <laughs> but the the other one uh, was a film a few years ago. I don't know if it's kind of it came and went because I haven't really heard that much about it since that they have made a TV series. So I guess it did do well, but, um, Shersha Ronan in Hannah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hannah is ace. Yeah. That is. It's really good. That movie. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. Yeah. Quite, quite a few, but I mean, there's, there's more than that, but, um, yeah. Of course, of course. But no, we're talking about the ones that stood out for us, aren't we? So yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Cool. James. Fantastic. Um, uh, you know, I've, I agree with all the ones that you've got there, but I also want to uh, shout out The Bride in Kill Bill, mm. oh, volumes yeah. Yeah, one yeah. and two, particularly in volume one when she takes out the crazy 88 with with that sword, which is just an incredible action sequence. And it's so good. Just absolutely 
taking names, isn't she? Like chopping off limbs, there's blood everywhere. Oh, it's uh, superb. Yeah. It's brilliantly choreographed, and she did so much hard work. And there's some horror stories from the set of that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah particular yeah, production. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. She time. really went through the ringer for that film, and you, you know, she's fantastic in it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my pick. Wicked, but no, man. excellent discussion. Yeah, as always, as always. Uh, James, it is your pick tonight, isn't it? You cheeky little devil. It is. Ooh. What have you got for us? Right. So, directed by Sam Raimi, The Quick and the Dead tells the story of Ellen, with no surname, a female gunslinger who returns to a frontier town to rub shoulders with a bunch of Oscar-winning actors and to take <laughs> part in the Quick Draw World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Good summary. <laughs> uh, yeah, barring in. <laughs> this is my town. If you live to see the dawn, it's because I allow it. I decide who lives or who dies. In a town called Redemption, death is a way of life. Some fight for money. Some fight for glory. But one stranger has come here looking for something else. I now declare the quick draw competition open. Anybody can challenge anybody. Sign me up. Sure must want to die young, miss. She can play their game. Want to play poker with me, little lady? Looks like you're having a pretty good time playing with yourself. She can beat their odds. Did you ever kill anyone? Sure. I don't think you have. But there's one thing she can't do. Why are you really here? You're no gunfighter. Forget the past. Daddy! Him up! Put him on a chair! People deserve to die. TriStar Pictures presents Sharon Stone. I'm gonna kill you if I have to ride all the way to hell to do it. Gene Hackman. There's nothing on this earth that frightens me now. Nothing. Leonardo DiCaprio. Hey, In a film by Sam Raimi. The Quick and the Dead. In this town, you're either one. Or the other. So the quick and the dead, James. Why did you pick this? Okay, so a couple of reasons, really. So I credit this film with my love of westerns. I used to find the genre quite boring as a kid. You know, the sort of thing that your dad would watch on a Sunday afternoon and you're not really interested in. Yeah. Uh, but then I saw this on late night <laughs> TV when I was about 14 or 15. And thought it was brilliantly stylish and an entertaining take on the genre. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much that it made me want to track down all the classic westerns it was paying homage to. So it was a real nice. gateway film for me. Cool. Also, as well, a few weeks ago, it was uh, Gene Hackman's 90th birthday. 90. Uh, and I miss Gene. He had to, he, he retired from acting some years ago. 
And I thought, you know what? Let's have a look through and see what Gene was up to. There must be a stinker on his resume that we can put on the board. <laughs> and then this came up. And, you know, just look at the cast and the crew oh, on exactly. this thing. That's the pedigree is unbelievable. unbelievable. It is frightening. Not to it? mention the sheer amount of FYR alumni who are right. filling out the ranks in this particular <laughs> film. It's Both in front of and behind the camera. I know, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Everyone's involved. It's like it's like our Christmas do this film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like the high school reunion of the it FYR is. film. Superb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I love that that um, purity of reason because, like, and seeing this as a gateway because I don't think many people would see this as a gateway to Western movies. But the fact that you did is dead cool. No, I, I could just never get on with them because it's sort of like the highlights reel of what. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's like a it's like a a sizzle reel of what westerns are all about, yeah. really. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah, you go back and actually watch them in the proper context. So like you know, you go back and watch all the Sergio Leone yeah. uh, westerns yeah. and all the stuff that Eastwood done as a director as well, and you know Peckinpah and all that stuff. So yeah. it was just a great introduction. It's like right now I understand the language of this more so, and I think as well as you're when you're a kid. It's more like, right, I just want something snappy and entertaining. And then you get into the iconography that way. And then you go back and sort of enjoy the more slow burn elements of the genre. Yeah. yeah that's such, nice. a, such a nice, nice little reason, man. I love that. When did you last see it? Aside from obviously this week in prep for the pod. Oh, God knows. I, I, it's one of those that like, I, you know, when you'd be flicking around TV and it actually, and it come on, like you'd find it like halfway through. I'd yeah. always end up watching it to the end, but I couldn't tell you when I last watched it. It could be like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Uh, Sai, what's your history with this movie? Uh, I, I've not seen this before, but I was really glad James picked it, actually, because there was a recent, I don't think it was an announcement, but there was a rumour going around that Sam Raimi was going to direct the new Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. And this came on Twitter and I, I, I've got it. I've got it up here. Someone posted, like, posted this news, and then they said, "Raimi's one of the greatest living directors." Like, you know, this is brilliant. And then I was like, "All right, I like Sam Raimi, but steady on. He's not. He's not the best. One of the best directors ever. Like, calm down. Sit down, Stephen. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, get to the back." <laughs> like, I got into a really good because you know, usually you're just getting slanging maxes on Twitter and it's really boring. Yeah. But I had a really good chat with this chap called Ian Smart, whose Twitter handle is uh, Doctor Ego Trip, and he was like, "No, no, he's got some good movies." And we we had a good chat, and he was like, "Oh, watch Quick and the Dead," and I was like, "Oh, I've never seen it," and he was like, "No, I'll definitely watch it." Cool. Uh, it's like it's like Sam Raimi all over. Nice. And I was like, "Oh yeah, all right, I'll check it out." And then a couple of weeks later. James was like, "Oh, I'm going to pick this for the." Thing. I was like, "Oh, brilliant! It's my excuse to watch it now. Like, I'll you know actually sit down and watch it." So I, uh, after we record this, I will need to uh, tweet back Doctor Evo oh, Trip and tell him lovely. and tell him my thoughts <laughs> on the film. Hopefully, he'll listen to the pod. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> well, don't tell him. Tell him it just when the pod goes live, you send him the link. Yeah. We we need them all. We, do, we yeah, can't anyone, be giving this anyone. stuff away for free. <laughs> well, we do give it away for free, but you know what I mean. <laughs> awesome. Uh, this is. Um, I thought. When you mentioned this, James, I thought I'd seen it. Um, but I mixed it up with the Bruce Willis uh, Last Man Standing movie. Ah, which... yes. That's, another, that's, that's a shout for me. That's another, shout. yeah. It's <laughs> definitely in this wheelhouse, isn't it? Um, so I'd not seen this at all. So, you know, imagine my delight when yeah. I started this. I think I sent you one of the early, a picture of one of the, me watching some of <laughs> the early scenes just... 
in absolute delight because like this it's gone without fanfare this really, really hasn't it has. yeah really it has. has it just it came and went with barely a ripple yeah yeah uh, so in that sense, I mean, James, um, budget and box office, you know, how does this qualify? Uh, so this was a big old bomb. Was oh, it? Dear. Wow. Yeah, it made $18.6 worldwide from a $32 million budget. <laughs> Apparently it faced competition at the box office from Billy Madison, hello to Adam Sandler, <laughs> the Brady Bunch movie. And uh, yeah, so it just came and it went and it sank without a trace. And actually, Sam Raimi later blamed himself and his visual style for the film's failure. Uh, He said, I was very confused after I made that movie. For a number of years, I thought I'm like a dinosaur. I couldn't change with the material. So he feels like he just made a Sam... Because you've got to remember, when he made this film, now he's the guy who directed that Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Back then, he directed the Evil Dead trilogy and he'd done dark man Man, but this was like his first like real big budget working with really established actors uh, on a big studio film so he wasn't sam raimi as we know and as we currently know him yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. um it's amazing that well it's not amazing at all because it makes perfect sense because this it feels almost like a companion piece to dark man this you know, like yes. the, um, the, stylistically, they're so so similar. Obviously, take away the Western aesthetic in this, but they're so so similar in terms of um, editing style, camera work, like his use of angles constantly. You know, like it's oh, that, yeah, yeah it, it, Dutch city. <laughs> it is Dutch, <laughs> double du- Dutch, double Dutch. <laughs> um, right, so we know it was a mega bomb. Sai, I'm assuming it was received really well at the box office. Uh, it wasn't actually. I think this. It, well, no! I mean, it kind. It's kind of just outside the qualified in terms of Rotten Tomatoes because it's. Um, but it's still quite low. So it's 57 percent critics and 53 for audience. Oof. Which yeah is 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 definitely on the lower side. And uh, Metacritic uh, 49 for Metacritic. So yeah, that's Oof. well within the 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 criteria. That is. So it it almost qualifies. With both criteria, both, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. But it, on the Metacritic, it's a mighty 8.6 on the user score. So Wow! <laughs> yes! It's got some good reviews from the old people. Uh, just a, a quick uh, soiree into Letterboxd Town, 3.1. So you know, back back into the old the old standard <laughs> three three five. Yes. It's above our average. Two point eight is our is average. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah. uh, you know, after a few weeks off, uh, old Mick LaSalle did review this at the time. Ah! <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome Where, back. Have Where have you been? Where have you been? You lazy shit. No. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, says says me who wasn't on the last uh, recording. Um, uh, he he didn't love it, but he did have some like really like nice things to say. He didn't. He found a lot of problem with Sharon Stone's performance, which seemed to be quite across the board. Really, a lot of critics weren't very kind on uh, Sh- Sharon Stone's performance. Really, in hindsight, I think it's quite harsh. Um, well, but I totally he, agree with you, mate. Ooh, I think we're going to have an interesting discussion ooh. here because I kind of agree with those having rewatched it, but I don't think it's her fault, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Oh, uh, but we'll get, get into that. Yeah. But, uh, awesome. Uh, Mick, he, he was very complimentary of Sam Raimi. Well, kind of complimentary. He was kind of backhand compliment territory. Uh, he said, <laughs> as a piece of construction, the quick and the dead holds up. It's never quite boring thanks to the skillful direction of Sam Raimi. 
He may not be one of those directors who can place a camera in exactly the right spot so the shot resonates with emotion and psychological rightness, but in terms of kinesis, in terms of the bam, bam, bam you want from a Western, Raimi is in complete control. Uh, so yeah, he 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 liked the he liked Raimi, uh, you know, the direction of Raimi in the film. Ooh. He was classed as a as a rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. He he doesn't really give scores, LaSalle. I don't think. Um, right. It didn't appear on his thing. But if we go to the British side of it, because I do always like going to the British sides of stuff, because it is quite good with these films. You do see a proper difference between America and Britain. Yeah. Uh, this was from Matt Ford at the BBC. I think this was reviewed after it came out, like a few years. This was like 2000 or something. But he gave it a four out of five and said, uh, the whole film has tremendous visual style and the frequent bursts of violence are delivered with a clever and often hilarious use of special effects. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue. And I was Can't like, argue. yes, I, I am with you, Matt Ford, 100%. <laughs> Hi, I'm Court Dunn, and I'm the host of the Writer Experience Podcast, a weekly podcast where we talk to writers and creative professionals about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Our guests include comic book writers, screenwriters, novelists, TV writers and showrunners, poets, and actors. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And of course, on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network at flickeringmyth.com. Thanks, and we hope to see you there. So let's dive on into the film then, and um, we start with the lovely TriStar Pictures logo. Oh, yes. That's a, that's a vintage one, isn't it? It is, <laughs> isn't it? Like, yeah, very yeah. Very vintage. Very nice. Really nice. Yeah, I think this is... I, I'd love um, you know, to for some like someone like H&M to do a range of T-shirts <laughs> with just <laughs> with these the lovely old, old logos. That's like, a great idea. Yeah. It, it, why don't I'm sure do, like, some online store does them. I want an Orion one. Must, oh, Orion! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Golden Harvest Cannon. from uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think um, you know on Seagal's sort of mid nineties films, I think a different production house was invented for each one. So that would oh, be like... Warner Brothers boy, wasn't he though? Like, oh, was he? They were, yeah, they put all these movies I out suppose, didn't yeah. they, during the golden. God, what sort of a fan are you? Golden era. Of <laughs> <Seagal>. <laughs> no, I'm thinking more of you know when I got my hands on them on VHS, the you know the distribution companies <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, front. Yeah. You know that's who I'm really thinking of. <laughs> Yeah, uh, now lovely, and then the, we get this. This it's like a it's just a list of great mid nineties actors and actresses, isn't it? You know, the star wattage in this film is ridiculous. The cast is outrageous. It's incredible. It really is. But those guys weren't those guys, were they? I suppose. When, I suppose well, the yeah. two in particular. Yeah. So there's a six year old Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, is that his first time on the pod as well? I would have thought oh, yeah. so. He generally makes quite he good does, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome, Leo. This might be our only p- uh, passing of um, passing of crossing a pass. Crossing this is it. Yes, yeah. yeah. you can put this next year, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does look about twelve, doesn't he? He's he's so young. Yeah. <laughs> how old is he? How old is he in this? I think he's supposed to be about fifteen. 15, 16. Yeah. Was this after yeah. Romeo and Juliet or before Romeo and Juliet? But just, before, just before. He's just about to go stratospheric. Right. So at this stage in his career, he's just been nominated for an Oscar for What's Eating Gilbert oh, Grape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that movie he did with Johnny Depp. And uh, he's going to do, in the next year, he's going to do Romeo and Juliet. And then I think it's Titanic. And, Titanic, and then it's yeah. just 
Because yeah. this is 95, isn't it, this one? Yeah. I mean, looking at his... Before we get into the film itself, like, looking at his performance in this film, right, and he's, you know, he's, he's perfectly fine in it, but you look at him, you're like, would you ever think that that kid from that movie would go on to be, like, the best actor of his generation? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly What's not. His name again? His... What's it? I've never heard the of it. The kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no! Oh, no! No! So gullible. So gullible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I nearly said there is one bit of, of when he is very good in this film. Oh, yes. But I'm not going to mention that yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. Spoiler and alert. we should also shout out Russell Crowe as well at yeah. this stage because this is his first American film yeah. Yeah. before he decided that he had to be £400 for every role that he plays. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Russell, do you want to be in the movie? It's like, can I do it fat? <laughs> do we have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> can I do it fat? <laughs> Basically, after he won the Oscar, he just went, I am not losing weight for roles anymore. <laughs> like, absolutely not. He's very handsome in this, isn't he? Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, this is five years before Gladiator, isn't it, as well? It is, yeah. 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 And we've got Lance Henriksen. Um, he's, Welcome back to the pod, Lance. He, yeah, but, I mean, and he is in the most loving the role territory of all time. Oh, uh, he he's is. absolutely luxuriating. <laughs> what film was like? What film has Lance Henriksen been on the pod before? In oh, you're going to kick yourself, Simon. Is it one I picked? It's one of I would say it's the most referenced film it that really we do is. on this podcast. Oh, fucking hard target! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! As if I forgot that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I will. I will go. I'll leave you two. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'm banished for the next two weeks. <laughs> uh, Burton's very own. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Pat Hingle. Who? Who are you talking about? Oh, uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat yeah. Hingle's yeah. Commissioner, yeah. Gordon Commissioner Gordon in, in the Tim yeah. Burton movies. Yes, he is. Oh, He's in this as the uh, the barman. Who? Of course, he is. I was like, where do I know that guy? Yeah, from? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and welcome back, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, yes, he's a back. Lovely little cameo. Oh, Gary yeah. Sinise. Yeah, and when you <laughs> because this come, I think they shot this before Forrest Gump oh, came right. out, so he's not Gary Sinise yet at that stage either. Like he's not been nominated. Yeah, for an yeah, Oscar exactly. Yet yeah, before as well. Exactly. And I was like, why is Gary Sinise in this, and why does he have no lines? Think, <laughs> can we also add that perhaps um, it's not a lovely cameo, Sai? I don't, I don't think his. <laughs> <laughs> not for Gary. It doesn't, no, not for him, no. It doesn't work out well for him. <laughs> um, although we'll have to save that back because I might have um, an interesting opinion on that on that bit of the film, possibly. Um, <laughs> anyway, but for me, like immediately from the soundtrack and from the opening of this, I'm thinking this is going to be loads of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. You've got a, a whip and being percussion on the soundtrack. Of course. <laughs> It's fantastic. I think I think as soon as the music kicks in, you know the tone of this. Yeah, movie. you do. Like, don't oh, you yes, do. definitely. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not serious. Yeah, <laughs> this exactly. is just a fun no. movie. But it's Alan Silvestri. Yes, welcome, welcome back, back, Alan, Alan Silvestri. Again. <laughs> Smashing it once again. We're all here. Having a party. It's getting a bit crowded. It, isn't in it? The pod booth needs air conditioning. <laughs> oh, the music is very ace though in this. I mean, I'm I'm trying to get my hands on the soundtrack. I haven't worked out if it's on Spotify yet. Found a bit of it on uh, YouTube, so um, oh, it's going to get some airtime. Yeah. So um, I think that's an important point that you say there, side. That as soon as you hear the music, it puts you in tongue in cheek territory with the tone of this film, definitely. Yeah. And I think the biggest problem with this film is that. 
nobody told Sharon Stone that this was a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> film because she's playing it so straight. Like, and she's trying to deliver. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the performance as such. It's just in the wrong movie. It would have been nice if Sam Raimi had told her that he was making this zany sort of <laughs> half homage, half piss take yeah. movie. You, <laughs> you get the impression, I mean, because she was a exec producer on it, wasn't she? She was, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You get the impression it's very much her baby. Yeah. I think she handpicked Sam Raimi to direct it and she picked some yeah. of the actors, didn't she? I mean, Sharon Stone was so insistent that DiCaprio appear in the film that she paid his salary Good herself. Grief. Yeah. So she is. Very much the biggest star. I mean, even though, you know, your DiCaprio's and your Russell Crowe's are now yeah. massive, massive actors. She is the biggest drawer of this film, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When it comes yeah. out. She, yeah. And she was yeah. like in the mid, well, in the absolute height of her mo- movie stardom at this point as well. Yeah, definitely. I think Casino comes out the same yeah, year as yeah. well. So she gets a Oscar nomination for that as mm. well. And obviously in the last few years, you've had Total Recall. You've had Basic Instinct. Um, and a plethora of erotic thrillers that she was <laughs> in, the, in the early 90s. Can, can I say something that probably won't make the pod? Yeah. Is it a bit weird that she paid expressly for a 15-year-old boy to be on the show and then to get off with him? She didn't actually get off with him, Rob. She did. No, but like later on, she, in she the film, him, she snogs him. She snogs yeah. him in the film. But, yeah. But like, there's a when she because she wakes up like half naked on his on his dynamite which isn't a euphemism <laughs> and, and, and yeah I was like did they actually uh, get get down to business because he is about 12 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's definitely my the reading of that scene was that they both got very drunk she says that he was throwing up in the in the back alley I don't think I don't think anything happened no I think he was very respectful of uh, Sharon yeah. Stone and she and she vice versa uh, for him yeah what movie did you guys watch? <laughs> That's not what I saw. <laughs> Can I just uh, say what you know before we go back? Uh, DiCaprio was actually twenty years old at the time. No, absolute way. He doesn't look it. No yeah. way. He doesn't look it. He looks about twelve. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, God. twenty years of age. Maybe 19, 19, 20 he was. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. That's crazy. I mean, he's filled out a lot, hasn't oh, he? Yeah. Like, Because he looks like he should be lining up on a Saturday morning for an under-11 football <laughs> team. Like, he's so scrawny, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. <laughs> yeah, and his hair, the hair doesn't help. No, either, no, like. no. Uh, blimey. Um, Sharon Stone t- <laughs> takes out another podcast alumni in Tobin Bell. <laughs> Yeah. Jigsaw. Oh, Jigsaw's I didn't know it was him film. to begin with. I didn't know it was for him. No, to... I didn't until the draw. Until the draw, draw. I was like, yeah. "Holy shit, it's Toby Bell!" <laughs> yeah, no, she takes him out, and then on her way to the town. What's the town called again? I can't remember what it's called. Does it have it's a called name? Redemption? Is it right? There we go. Yeah, Brilliant. the names are hilarious because isn't Gene Hackman's yeah. character called Herod? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, oh, she she rocks up in town and. From immediately, like the set and scope, I'm really, really enjoying it. The vistas are amazing. Everything's inventive. The cinematography is amazing. It's shot by Dante Spinotti, who was Michael Mann's regular uh, director of photography. So he did Manhunter, Last of the Mohicans, Heat, and he also shot LA Confidential. So, you know, he's 
He knows his stuff because yeah. Dante. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there's one of the central conceits um, that we learn very quickly is that Gene Hackman sort of owns this town. He's the mayor and he owns this town and 50 cents of every dollar goes into his pocket. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, they're obviously not happy about this. But I love this opening half an hour where we're given a sort of a whirlwind tour of all the freaks and weirdos that have come to <laughs> yeah. take part yeah. in this quick draw contest. And it's like, it's literally... At one point, I mean, it's like, who's going to try and steal this movie next? Henriksen comes in and <laughs> he is in the business expressly of stealing this movie out from under you. And then Keith <laughs> David shows up and he's got yes. a curly moustache. He's unbelievable. And, and it's, I mean, the fact that everyone, and, and this, I think this um, harks back to back behind the scenes stuff as well, because uh, every time I read about this suggested that they all got on really well behind the scenes and it was a really nice shoot. Yeah, yeah definitely. One of the things what really stuck out for me about this film was you get the impression, I think I've said this a couple of times on other films we've it just looked like everyone was having loads of fun. Yeah, and Sam yeah. Raimi was having a blast directing it. Yeah, and and, uh, and DiCaprio was having fun, and Russell Crowe's loving it. It just looks like everyone. And Gene Hackman is bloody just hammered it up to the max. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Gene Hackman here, right? Because because he'd done Unforgiven, obviously a few not like a couple of years earlier. So he's just doing a ham sandwich version of, of that. <laughs> but he. <laughs> He is so fucking good in I this know, film. I know, like, I know. Like, it is ridiculous how good he is in this film. Like, he is incapable of giving a bad performance, even yeah. when it's, like, quite schlocky material like this. Like, he, he's, everything he delivers is delivered with such authority and such sinister charisma yeah it's just it's just fantastic it's so i miss yeah. gene so much yeah like, you, you believe that he was capable he's capable of owning a town like that you do yeah yeah people in his back pocket and you're like yeah i, I could see that i, I wouldn't mess that. with him there's no way but <laughs> the word you used there james was charisma i mean he is oozing it he is oozing that stuff he is yeah um and um he gets another great entrance in this as well you know um Russell Crowe shows up, they're in a bar, and suddenly, like you said in the brilliant intro, James, they've got a bracket up on the wall and there's a tournament going on and everyone... <laughs> and it's great. It's, it's the Mortal Kombat of Western. It is, isn't it? Basically. It really, I love the tournament really is. Movies. Look. Um, and he, re- he really wants to fight Russell Crowe. He does, yeah. yeah. He's his protege and he's found God, basically. Yeah. He's yeah. the setup. Colt is the character's name. Yeah. And he's decided that he's going to forgo violence and he's found the Lord... Doesn't last all that long. It's got to to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so they draw lots and we get all the characters that we've been introduced to in the opening 20 minutes go up on the board. And then, as you know, sort of like, it was a bit of like an opening ceremony. Uh, Gene decides that he's going to hang Russell Crowe in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) The shooting the chair to bits was ace. You know, like, yeah, it's pure really good, invention, yeah. isn't it? In a storytelling sense. Yeah. Really, really inventive. Yeah. Um, then there's that um, lovely, oh, does someone try to light a match on Russell Crowe's stubble? Yes, yes, that does happen. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> right, I- I'm going to ask you this. Have you guys ever tried it? I've tried it. I can't do it. I, I watched, a, the, there was a, there was an old kids programme. I can't remember what it was called. It was on the Disney Channel. And there was like a, a family and the dad was really intimidated by the next door neighbour because he had a stubble you could light a match on. <laughs> <laughs> J- James, you, uh, you, you said you've tried it. Like, I've tried it, yeah, yeah. Don't work. I can't. Unlike you two, I can actually grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
See, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't do it at all. Right, either. mate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys will get there one day. <laughs> so accurate. I'm 34 years old next week, still can't grow up. <laughs> I've never, have you ever seen it done in the flesh? No, I think it's a film thing. I don't think it can actually be done. There was a lad at school, you know, who could um, do it on the heel of his shoes. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. How do you do it? You know, um, and then at gym, I saw his shoes and he'd actually cut the bit off a box of matches (laughs) and put them on the bottom of his shoes. (laughs) What a fucking loser. (laughs) But he looked damn cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, it's it's got um i think this has got like fantasy elements to it this you know it, it's it has, yeah. it's definitely in that you know we're not in a serious place but this is when no um, no when not, i no. when i it was around this point where i started getting really interested in the set production design costume yeah. and the weaponry and then i started reading about it and apparently this is like this is one of the most authentically made westerns ever yeah yeah you know in terms of like even sharon Stone's jacket was loaned from a museum it's over 100 years old yeah i read that yeah as it's, well, it's yeah. amazing yeah. so i love this this like the idea the audacity of making it so authentic and then making this movie <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's so good <laughs> I enjoy it very much. Well, I think it's because of that authenticity that it works. It's that yeah, authentic yeah. against the ridiculous that makes you sort of buy it. Basically. Of course, of course, man. Absolutely. It's so over the top. You can't take it seriously. Like, it is practically a comedy, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Because it's got um, so many humorous moments. Yeah. It's got some you know, less humorous moments later on as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very humorous moments. Then suddenly, you know, a tournament starting. Now, I hadn't picked up at this point that it was not to the death already. So I thought... No, no. I I didn't know that. So I was very relieved to see that they were shooting them in the arms and knees and they were going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they all took their guns back to the hotel rooms at night. And um, Gene Hackman was legitimately the quickest drawer on set. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Because he's been, he was in Unforgiven a few years ago. Yeah, he's yeah. already been practising. He's like a head start on everybody else. <laughs> and people are getting, you know, uh, oh, shot up a bit. And uh, the lady is the name of Ellen's character in a way, isn't it? They always yeah. refer to her as yeah, the lady. Yeah. She's battling internally and externally her feelings towards and it comes it starts to come out that she's got history and the reason why she's come back to redemption mm. um yeah and not just to punch children in the face because she does punch a child square in the face <laughs> which child is this i don't remember that <laughs> there's a bunch of kids who are like oh yes uh, on russell crowe and they're like yes. hitting him with sticks and then she comes and gets them off him and you're like oh she's just getting rid of him and then she just lamps one in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair Excellent. as a 14 year old sharon stone could have punched me in the face quite happily <laughs> yes. like. yeah no no question i'd have had no objection <laughs> to that whatsoever there's the the tournament, which is sort of like the bedrock to the story. Yeah. But then you've got all these little strands coming off all over the place, and we find out that DiCaprio's character is um, Hackman's son, and um, yes. who sort of uh, just wants, to, and it's very tragic actually. He just wants to yeah. prove to his dad that he's got value, 
You know, it's very sad, yeah. you know. Um, all yeah, he wants yeah, is yeah. dad's respect and his dad just will not give it to him. And and that ends in one of the most poignant showdowns I can remember in, you know, a lot it's, of movies. It, again, like, why is it in this film? That... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because the thing is, like, you again, you cast Leonardo DiCaprio. You don't, Sam Raimi apparently didn't want to cast him and he, uh, this that part was offered to Matt Damon as well at one oh, point. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's uh, Sharon Stone who's lobbies for him. You've got no idea what this kid is going to do yeah. over the next 25 years. And he's the material is just, he's like, he's, you know, he's a cocksure sort of uh, gunslinger. And then there's got all this pathos and like yeah. uh, yearning for his father's approval yeah. running as an undercurrent, as a subplot. And he... He plays those moments incredibly well. Yeah, this is it. Um, <laughs> this right. This is a film where you've got. Can I just? Can we just throw spoiler alert out the window and just set? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, right? sure. Okay. This is a film where you've got father and son going to a gunfight to the death, but it's also got the level of authenticity where they've gone to a museum to get guns. <laughs> and, and outfits, yeah. but it's also got Lance Henriksen getting shot, and they strip his body. And when they strip his body, he's wearing white sports socks. <laughs> <laughs> this film is just—it's got everything. <laughs> Lance Henriksen is so good in this. His, really? his character is just this like proper bullshit, cocky show off. Yeah. Isn't yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a bullshitter. And oh totally yes, bullshit. he is. Yeah. Oh yes, he is. But he's having the best time ever. Yeah, but because of the setup of the film and you, you know, the characters who's you know in this tournament and how they're set up, might be a bit different because of who these actors became. Yeah, in, yeah. In the years following, but you can you kind of know who's gonna get killed first and who. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going back to Raimi's old Evil Dead days of the horror movie of like, yeah. like who's gonna get killed first? It's just like picking them off one by one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when Gene Hackman. Absolutely ices Lance Henriksen. That's, that's oh, it's really ace, good. isn't it? Yeah, really. <laughs> but does it in a very sinister way as well, doesn't it? You know, like he does your yeah. thumb off. You know, so yeah. he goes, yeah. oh, and then one through his hand. Oh, it's dreadful. Because <laughs> he's he's really pissed off because Henriksen's taking credit for a gunfight that actually Hackman's character had carried mm. out. And he's, he really takes exception to that and he sh- shoots him to ribbons <laughs> in the street. But what I like is obviously there's not it's not a very plot-heavy movie, this. There's a no, tournament no. element. Yeah. Sharon Stone's character, Ellen, is back for revenge against um against Herod. Such a ridiculous character. <laughs> <laughs> because he effectively killed her father, although she actually killed her father. Like, can we <laughs> We're not there because we're not there yet. I did not see um, that coming. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's a revenge picture element, which is you know a staple of of a lot of westerns, and it's all just a framework, just so Raimi can stage these incredible. Because you think, right, it's quick draw. Everything's going to look the same, but it doesn't. He no, manages yeah. to make every Everyone's single gun battle. Yeah, yeah, I can remember every single one. Yeah, each one has its own elements, like the one where. Keith David gets the back of his head blown out. Hang on, Lance Erickson. Not only does he get the back of his head blown out, but the camera angle is through his head. Yeah. To see Hackman stood there. 
there's a lot of inventive stuff going on, isn't there? Yeah. Like, throughout all these little, you know, all the little flourishes Raimi does, and you know, I mean, it's cra- it's crash zoom city, it is, isn't it? it? Is. It's like, but like, and the editing with the clock, you know, leading up to the bong of the clock, yeah. you know, it's super. Uh, and, yeah. and and it's never boring. This is not a boring movie to watch at it's all. It's really not, is it? Yeah, no, no way. It proper zips along. Is, yeah. what, is it one hour 40, is it? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of video game elements to it, isn't there? Where yeah, it's just for like sure. ne- the next round and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All the little, like, lovely little stylistic touches and flourishes Raimi does, like, they really stand out. Yeah, they really do, don't they? You know, there are occasions it goes a bit self indulgent. But I think he knows yeah. what he's doing. You know, the zoom, the zooming on the eyes, where it's just constant crash zooms to eyes looking around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the clock, yeah. and then an eye, and then someone looking. And it's yeah. Really yeah, it's an eyeball. Because it's some shocking teeth. He's <laughs> he's simultaneously paying homage to Sergio Leone and taking the piss yeah. at the yeah. same yeah. time. Like, yeah. like, it's, it... it's like. All oh, right, okay, so you do the super extreme close-ups on the eyes. I'm going to crash zoom into every single one. <laughs> and I'm layer them on top and top and top and top. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, when you talk about flourishes, the camera angle through Keith David's head is, mm. I don't think, that that is probably the most Sam yeah. Raimi moment I've ever seen, I think. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, super, yeah. Show, super you, Sam Raimi. That. You get those, don't you? There's always yeah. one moment in his movies what goes back to his horror roots. Like, Massively, yeah. I remember in Spider-Man 2 the, uh, when Dr. Octopus yeah. first sort of comes alive in the in the um, the surgery and he just, like, murders everyone in the room and there's, like, blood yeah, going yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And and this is that moment for this It film, is, isn't it? it? Yeah. This is his, Massively. His, his horror, horror bit. Yeah. Um, and Ellen um, having gone for a lovely dinner with Gene Hackman at one stage, which is arguably the best scene oh, in the good. film yeah, from yeah, a yeah. sheer acting point of view. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably the scene that uh, you know she's one of the producers on this, and she's going up against Gene Hackman. You've got to remember what a big deal Gene Hackman oh, is yeah, back yeah. in the mid nineties. Like, he's mm. an elder statesman. He's a classic seventies actor. Yeah, he's won Oscars. That will have been the screen. Uh, you know, when she's circling the project that's the what that's the scene that she's most looking forward yeah, to yeah, doing for sure. i would think for going toe to toe with hackman in that and it probably is it's what the one scene where a lot of the hamminess and the uh and the tongue-in-cheek elements are jettisoned yeah and it's just really well performed he's so good in that scene as well. as well and i think it's her strongest moment in the film yeah, as well it is. yeah yeah, sure. I think for that scene alone is why it's a bit harsh how she got singled out as yeah. the weak point, the weakest yeah. point of this movie. And you know, going back to the critics thing, it was a lot of them said that, and I, that's why yeah. I think it's a bit harsh because you know you can you can clearly tell it's a big passion project for her, um, yeah. and she's putting everything into it. And and I think that scene alone is like the vindication for the way she's yeah, doing yeah. it, and you know, to prove that she's actually. You know, a good actress, and not yeah. You know, just the 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 pretty face, which sadly probably what people thought she was at that time. Yeah. Do you think perhaps one of the reasons why Stone was singled out is that because her character doesn't really have an arc? She arrives in town, vengeful. She is angry about it, and she goes all the way through the film, like sort of going, "Well, now's the time for me to do it." No, no, I'm going to back off. Now, yeah, I can do it now. No, I'm going to back off, and she doesn't really learn too much she eventually gets there in the end but the people who are doing the learning or the uh, coming to terms with something are us because of the way we're drip fed her backstory when in fact she's not got that much to do yeah do you know what i mean I, yeah i did find her strangely sidelined yeah a lot yeah. of the time it's a big cast to be fair but yeah 
once Hackman comes into it, the movie does very much revolve around him. Yeah. And we know that she's got an agenda for being there and that she's yeah. on a mission to get to him and she wants to get to him. And she's mm. not really cut out to do it. I suppose that's sort of the struggle. Yeah. Is that she's not a she's not a gunslinger. It, no matter how, you know, she's she's handy with a gun, but she's not a natural yeah. uh, outlaw like the rest of the people in this town. So I suppose that's the conflict. Yeah. But once he comes in there, he's just so magnetic every time yeah. he's on screen that the film becomes more about him and this town and how he rules it with an iron fist. Yeah. In that sense, I would argue, therefore, that um, Hackman's story, the kids' story, and Crow's story yeah. are all far more interesting than Stone's actual story in this. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's like she's there to take us... You know, because you get the impression yeah, this thing yeah. happens in this town quite often and, you know, it's a random bunch of weirdos every time it happens and <laughs> she's the reason why we're there, you know, to see all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's almost like the, all their stories are like old westerns. So Gene Hackman's yeah, yeah. story and Russell Crowe being part of his posse back in the day was a western that yeah, was yeah. made by Sergio Leone or one of the spaghetti westerns or things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I do like how it's all quite vague on their stories, their their, their backstories, and it's like, oh, it's a shame I haven't seen any of that, but I do quite like that. Yeah, no, it's so not taking anything away from my enjoyment of it. At oh all. no, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and no, no. one of my things uh, that I'd written at the beginning was from the beginning. Uh, Sharon Stone was very good, so I, I'm definitely one of her um, pro, you know, supporters. Yeah, I think I don't think that the film serves her that well because it's almost like they're thinking, right, we're going to do a female gunslinger movie, and then they don't really have the bottle to make her front and center. Yeah, and you know, and to give her more character moments and things like that. So they give you the Russell Crowe character, who's almost like an equal as well, and he's almost like an, another lead. Yeah, yeah, in the he film, is, you know, he is, like, yeah. and then the stuff with DiCaprio and his father as well. It's like they don't commit to the DiCaprio stuff. You could get away with, I think, as a subplot, but like the fact that you've basically got two dueling revenge stories going yeah, on yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's like they've gone. You got to remember the era this is made in as well. It's like, oh well, we've got to have a yeah. bloke yeah. who's of course, equal yeah, yeah, of to her as well. Like, of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, absolutely. There's a bit. Uh, she she backs out, doesn't she? She pulls herself out of the tournament, and there's yeah. a moment where she throws open the barn doors, and that's one of the most beautiful bits in the film for me. You know the her silhouette framed against the barn doors as she throws them open to yeah, go yeah, on yeah. the escape. Some stunning filmmaking going on around here. Um, this is just uh, before um, Kid gets waxed by his dad, which was, uh, yes. well, harrowing depression all round. You see it come in. For, you, you're like, oh, I know. You do. Happen. I mean, there's it, only one way it can it, go. It's, yeah. a, it's not any less harrowing when it actually happens, is it? Oh, no. And <laughs> he reaches for his dad, doesn't he? And his dad doesn't reach yeah, yeah. for him. Oh, oh. it's awful. But uh, Big Gene's uh, of the opinion that he's not his anyway. So there's the yes. dig when they're buying the guns earlier that he's got farmer's hands and not out yeah, gunslinger's yeah, hands. Yeah. And uh, when Sharon Stone and Gene are having the uh, lovely supper, <laughs> he mentions that his wife was unfaithful. Yes, and yes, yeah. the implication is that he, uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio is the product oh, of grief. that infidelity. How did I miss that? Well, I don't know, because it's literally said <laughs> when, when he's dying. 
<laughs> Am I doing my usual thing of going like, look at the wardrobe, look at the costumes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What were your opinion, Robert? Going on fashion, what were your opinions on Sharon Stone's lovely sunglasses when she first speaks to Russell Crowe? The tiny um, little I mean, sunglasses. <laughs> I, I'm only ever going to say outstanding because, um, yeah, yeah. again, you know, it was very, very wicky, wicky, wow, wicky, wicky, wow. Wicked, wow, I, wow, I wicked. just really hope that they were taken from I don't know the Natural History Museum, <laughs> like, like you know, like and put on a you know because they didn't look authentic. But I, what do I know? What do I know? Very John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> so Stone then goes up against Crow. This is in the semi-finals yeah. of the um, Quick Draw World yeah, Cup, yeah. and um, yeah. she gets shot in the shoulder and. Old Man Marley uh, comes along. I would say welcome back to the pod, Old Man Marley, but... Um, he wasn't, he wasn't Exactly, exactly. But, um, yeah, brilliant to have him sort of pseudo back on the pod. He's a do- um, he's the doctor, isn't he? The, the town he is, doctor. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And um, he says, oh, she's gone. Whoa. And, it, you know, it appears it's all a ruse and, and Crow versus Hackman is the World Cup final. And um, <laughs> Yeah, which is the final that we all wanted. Of course, to be yeah, honest yeah. With you. Like, absolutely. You know... When you're going through a football tournament, you want the top teams playing each other in the final, and this and gunslinging World Cups are no different. Yeah, you know, you want you want Brazil versus Germany. You want yeah. you don't want you don't want Greece in the final. Fucking no. <laughs> we just lost all of our American <laughs> Um and um. Crow's accent goes a little bit walkabout when he's talking to uh, Hackman at the end. Did you notice this? Oh, I don't care. He's too handsome. He's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crow's accent is all over the place in this entire film. And it doesn't matter one bit. No, like, it, does, it doesn't at all. Doesn't at all. Didn't change my enjoyment. Um, he should have just played it Australian. It should have done. Yeah, it would have been all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, to just have <laughs> been random, amazing. random yeah. Australian yeah. who's just like, yeah. Can I still be fat, mate? <laughs> You're not a movie star yet, Russell. <laughs> no, Russell. I can't wait until I've won an Oscar so I can just be fat in these movies. <laughs> um, and then, uh, just as they're about to face off, we get some absolutely next level '90s explosions. They are. <laughs> oh, they're so. They good. are. They, I mean, these are up there with the finest I've ever seen. We're talking Uncle Duvet's cabin levels yes, of destruction. Yes, no, it is. They, they are. Amazing. It really is, isn't it? How have we not mentioned this? That Sam Raimi was yes, a producer on Target I know, I know. As well. like, Welcome back to the podcast, Sam Raimi. Surely, yeah, that's got to be why Lance Henriksen's in this movie, right? Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they go way back all of two yeah. years. For... <laughs> How is Van Damme not in this movie? Is this movie better if Van Damme's in it? If you were to change any <laughs> uh, actor or actress in it, or actress, uh, who would you have? And swap in with Van Damme. As good as Henriksen is in this, I'd have put Van Damme in that yeah, particular I'm, I'm thinking that too, actually. Wouldn't it have been like a really good curveball to have him as one of the like randos who just goes out in the first round? Because you're like, oh, who's going to win this? It's, oh, Van, Van Damme's gone. Eating a lovely gumbo from the... <laughs> you know? it's a from the... He tries to roundhouse a bullet yeah, and yeah. it goes terribly. Can you show me one of your special kicks? <laughs> <laughs> um, out of the flames walks Sharon Stone. She's not dead after all. Yeah. Now, did no. did she have? Was it the bullet that was obviously fired at her? Yeah. Was it caught by 
her father's sheriff's badge. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, that was a beautiful. It's moment. a riff on a fistful of dollars. <laughs> it is, wasn't yeah, it, it is. Um, but what a great shot, Gene Hackman, without knowing. You know, <laughs> oh no, uh, the Russell Crowe. Sorry, without knowing, or was he in on it? But he is, isn't he? He's in yeah, on it. Isn't he's he? in on it. Yeah. So what you don't see in this version is there is a. Red Shoe Diaries moment. Yeah, yeah. There is yeah. a Red Shoe Diaries scene. <laughs> Can I be fed for this scene? <laughs> no! <Yeah. laughs> Where Russell Crowe and uh, Sharon Stone uh, have a bit of a uh, bit of a smoochy smooch uh, the night before, and that's when they concoct this plan along with the blind boy with the ink. This, so, this, <laughs> I mean, this needed to still be in the film. <laughs> really? Yeah. This would have helped a little yeah. bit. Because she says to him during that, um, because when I originally saw this, I remember there being a sex scene, and then I watched it the other night, and there was no sex scene in it, oh. and I was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on all that plot development, James. You know, really... It's the only reason I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Better blue for the what? dance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, Better blue for the and dance. And then we get the big reveal. The, it was yeah. it was Hackman had orchestrated the death of Ellen's father by doing that. Lieutenant Dan himself. Le, yeah, Lieutenant Dan was, uh, <laughs> Hackman was using his tried and tested, um, string him up and make him dance on a chair routine to yeah. shoot out the bits of chair. And then he decided to give a gun to Ellen and gave yeah. her a chance to shoot the rope, which was hanging her father. I've got that right so far, yeah. right? So she does that successfully yeah, yeah. to Russell Crowe's character earlier in the film, doesn't she? Yes, yeah. So she saves his life yeah. by... Uh, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 She wasn't as successful uh, the first time, <laughs> was she? <laughs> he, I, I, so when this is happening, I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny if, he sh- if she shot him in the head? <laughs> and then... <laughs> That is exactly what happens. Like, I could not have found this funnier. Right like, between I, I, the sin eyes. <laughs> right between the sin eyes. I mean, bullseye. It was... Uh, so she's, like, yeah. aiming up to try and shoot it, and they're all going, go on, darling, have one shot. And boom, dead centre in the forehead, right in the Swede, and there goes <laughs> Gary Sin eyes is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally rolled snake eyes. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. And I just... It's... It it's such an awful, awful thing to happen, um, but in this context and just how brazenly it's done, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm so sorry. It's yeah. not the re- not what they were after. I'm assuming <laughs> because the problem is, is like that's a super serious scene, and it's been in this like really campy OTT yeah. <laughs> yeah. exercising style for the last night but it's like oh what are we supposed to be feeling something now it's like oh no she just shot lieutenant down in the head by accident <laughs> well, I mean, not just anywhere i mean like we're talking equidistant between the eyes it was the yeah. perfect shot <laughs> and the thing is like it's good to see that she you know she kept she she did she wasn't discouraged by shooting her own father in the face <laughs> she kept up the gunplay over the years improved and then was able to put what she'd learned into practice in the tavern with russell crowe <laughs> So, you know, the old saying goes, if you learn from defeat, you've never really lost. So her dad's this not is even it. dead This is now. not a story of redemption. <laughs> this is a story of practice makes perfect. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You say she's got no arm. <laughs> Doesn't Sharon Stone also shoot a man in the dick at one point? During oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, she's a yeah. pretty good shot. Um, it's a shame she wasn't a good shot when she was a child. Well, arguably, she was an excellent <laughs> shot. You know, when she was a child. <laughs> 
so yeah, uh, so now I mean, surely she should be angry at herself. It was you know, <laughs> Hackman put him in that situation where he didn't go, you know, like there shoot him in the head you know give you a chance to save him i promise you he'll be all right but no she blew his brains out i don't it's 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 outrageous you'd assume the rope is quite long rope so she's got a quite a big distance she could put a bit of a buffer between like where her dad's head is she could aim for the top of the rope not not the bottom of the rope (laughs) or how how's about this you know turn left slightly and blow gene hackman's head off how about that (laughs) but no i'll just do a Terrible job and <laughs> shoot my dad in the head. <laughs> I've, I've literally, the only notes I've got about this section is, wait, she shot her dad in the head, exclamation <laughs> mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. But, yeah. And he was in Nam as well. Yeah, yeah, he's been there, <laughs> done that. <laughs> and she takes out Hackman. Hackman's death is ace. Yeah. Uh, the lovely Tom and Jerry CGI puncture wound. Yeah, that's so where, good. Which I expected him to, you know, to have a drink and it all goes spouting <laughs> out. <you> know. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends pretty abruptly. The whole town is decimated. There must have been hundreds of casualties. <laughs> yeah. They blew up nearly every building going. And I've loved every minute of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, you don't have to pay taxes to Herod anymore. It's like, yes, we've got no town anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Ellen. You, you shot your you dad. You shot our mayor. <laughs> You've got everyone killed. <laughs> oh, boys, what's your best bit? Oh, um, so uh, my favourite bit is aptly after the town blows up and there's a really nice sequence where... Um, where Colt gets hold of a couple of rifles and takes out the uh, gunmen oh, who were yes. up on the on the roofs of the various uh, buildings that haven't exploded, <laughs> and he just takes them out really well. And there's a co- really cool bit where there's a guy comes up behind him and tries to get the drop on him, and he just points the gun back over his shoulder and blows him away, which is, you know, it's just a real good action movie trope. It is, that isn't I it? enjoy. Yeah. It's something that the Terminator would do. He goes like full Terminator and then he crosses yeah, the streams, yeah. doesn't he, with two rifles and shoots two guys on the co- yeah. opposite sides of yeah, the street. Yeah. Very like, good, yeah. It's very satisfying. It's really good, yeah. It's lovely. The gunplay is excellent. Yeah, those explosions are fantastic yeah. as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Uncle Duvet! Chance! <laughs> Superb. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> so, what about you, man? Uh, I, I, just, like, I just love all the artistic flair of Raimi like with the camera work and the camera work's just amazing yeah. like, for the whole film but I love the montage um, before the kid has his first fight with the Swedish guy oh yeah and they're both they're yeah. both sort of preparing their guns I just think that little montage is amazing and then it ends yeah, with cool. it yeah, ends yeah. with an amazing series of crash zooms to eyes and clocks and yeah yeah you know, yeah it's just <laughs> absolutely but then also another bit which I just very similar to the, the last scene Rob where you, you spit out your tea in laughter because she shot her dad in the face. <laughs> when they're in the tavern and they meet all the characters are putting themselves forward for the for the shootout and Cantrell, uh, Keith David's character, oh, puts yeah. himself forward and uh, Gene Hatman goes like, so how do you spell that? And then it goes to him and he takes this massive inhale of a pipe, just completely oh, loving yeah. the role, owning the swoon. role. Just swoon. Just swoon. Correctly. <laughs> that is excellent. That is and I excellent. was like, Keith David, yes! <laughs> I am Keith David, I mean, that is out of this world. Um, oh, so I, for me, um, my favourite bit is, again, you know, one with lots of um, 
visual style, but it's like really the panache and fun element that this movie has is all in one particular shot. And it's when Ellen is stood outside the bar by the at the start of the movie, and she's chatting with that um, the young blind guy who's got a, like shining shoes and he's got like a box full of set, uh, stuff for sale. And what looks like he's like a convict rolls into town, Mark Boone Jr., who was that horrid guy eating falafel in uh, Batman, Batman Begins. Begins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's in uh, Sons of Anarchy yes, Sons yeah. as well. Yeah, he's like yeah. one of the main guys in Sons of Anarchy, yeah. I didn't realise that was him because he always has really long yeah, hair. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and he's got a shaven head here, yeah. Um, yeah. So he, uh, in the same shot, walks into the bar, someone runs out and he walks out holding a pint and the guy gets down the end of the street and he shoots him and then chugs a pint. The whole pint's gone. And then he gets a knife, this is all the same shot, and cuts another notch, you know, like on his arm for another man <laughs> yeah, that he's yeah, killed. Yeah. It's so it's it, it's loads of fun, so much fun. But that that again, you know, like doing all that in one shot, all those tiny little effects, you know, the firearm effect, yeah. the blood on the thing, even downing a pint, you know, it's all it's all done very very well. Really enjoyed it. So in in that sense, lads, um, James, you go last. Sai for your reconsideration. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to say yeah because for me, I think this is a really perfect example of what this pod's about and why we do this pod. Because yeah. despite like this amazing cast, obviously, you know, we've touched upon a, a lot of the people in there weren't as big as they are now back then. It's got the biggest movie star in the world in it. Well, you know, retrospectively. <laughs> uh, but it's just one of those films that has really disappeared over time. Like, I totally forgot this film had existed. It's never yeah. on TV. It's not on any of the streamers. And a lot like the film you mentioned before, Rob, Last Man Standing, um, it's, mm. you know, it's... It, it just, it's just not anywhere. It doesn't really seem to have any sort of cult following. I guess Raimi's diehard fans would, would love it. Yeah. And I just think it deserves someone to champion it. And I Oh, yes. Hopefully it's us free. I, I just had the most fun. It's daft as a, as a brush. And like, <laughs> it's, it, if, you, if you're expecting a deadly serious Western, uh, you're not going to get that. Yeah. What, what you get is a... Sam Raimi's love letter to the genre. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And it's such good fun. And you'll hopefully have as much fun watching it as it looks like Raimi did making it. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's well worth a watch, definitely. Love it. Um yeah, I, I just totally agree. Um absolutely reconsider this. And as you say, Sai, this is like right in our wheelhouse, isn't it? This, but any film ever that devotes this much time to authenticity mm. only to go for absolute broke and bananas anyway. <laughs> it deserves my absolute love and admiration. And also any film that can have a little girl shooting her dad in the face and have me laugh at it <laughs> and somehow make me find that funny um, deserves my absolute yeah time of day. There's so much fun to be had here. Uh, what are you doing listening to us? Just go get it. Yeah. Immediately. Don't waste any time. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, I, I'm I'm very happy that you guys enjoyed it. It's always uh, a little nerve wracking when you pick something that the other two collaborators on the pod have not seen before. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think you actually guys have enjoyed it more than I did. Oh, really? It's not quite as good as I remember it being, but it is fun nonetheless. Yeah. As I said at the top, this film acted as a gateway to the genre for me, so I'll always look on it fondly as a result of that. It falls halfway between homage and piss take, uh, as do a lot of the performances, which can lead to a muddled and uneven tone. 
but Raimi knows exactly what it is he's making. I just wish he'd let Sharon Stone in on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wouldn't have got savaged in all the reviews because she thinks she's making something completely different to what he's actually making. <laughs> but nonetheless, his direction is inventive and at times completely demented, resulting in some visually arresting and brilliantly choreographed gun battles. Add into the mix a Gene Hackman in top-tier shithouse mode. (laughs) (laughs) An entertaining, if narratively unspectacular piece of popcorn entertainment. Amazing. I love the idea that he was the like the Sergio Ramos of this of this movie. <laughs> oh, he was, yeah. He he is like he's like right. We need a shit house. Who can we get? Do you think we can get Gene Hackman? We can ask him. <laughs> we'll see what he'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Excellent yeah. boys. Excellent boys. Um, enjoyed that a lot. Well, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today. <laughs> oh no, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for lending us your eardrums. That was a mighty fine discussion. Uh, I don't. I've lost it a little bit. I'm laughing a little bit too much. Please send us some fine five star sheriff. No, no, sorry. Please send us some five. Right, it's got so stupid. Don't ask for any rusty sheriff badges. We do not want that going to the inbox. What's a rusty sheriff badge? I'll tell you once we finish recording. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Don't send us any rusty sheriff badges. Send us some nice five shiny sheriff stars. I have got no clue what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, Just thanks for listening. Uh, Get in touch with us and uh, tune in next time. Bye. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.